You're listening to the High Spots and Cheap Pops Broadcasting System. And now, Silicon Steve Valley. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the bonus portion of High Spots and Cheap Pops. Silicon Steve Valley here and... I am taking some time out out of your day, January 6, 2021. And we are just seeing the fallout and everything that happened in New Japan Pro Wrestling's biggest show of the year, Wrestle Kingdom. Um, there are a lot of amazing matches, as it always is going to be. Bell to Bell might be the best show of the year, typically. It's one of them, anyway. There's not a stinker on the card. And they typically don't have stinkers anyways, the way New Japan rolls, but they had some great matches. Uh, the biggest two mat, the biggest two matches, obviously, of the weekend were Kota Ibushi against Tetsuya Naito. Um, Kota Ibushi beating Naito for the uh both the Intercontinental Championship and the Heavyweight Championship. Those belts have been intertwined and, and together since last Wrestle Kingdom when they unified them. Or they didn't unify them, but they worked them together. And uh, they have been defended together, and they have been defended uh, – they have not been defended separately. And we'll and so uh, we'll get into that with the winner, Kota Ibushi, wound up beating Tetsuya Naito, and then the next night beating Bullet Club leader Jay White. And uh, they did a – they went over 48 minutes – which was the longest main event and longest match in Tokyo Dome history. And they beat Okada Omega back in 2017, which many people consider one of the greatest matches ever. I always say the two out of three is better with Okada Omega, but that's because I like the ending a lot more. And I've been, I had a lot more invested in Omega's character at that point. Um, but to the point, Jay White and Abushi and uh, Kota Abushi had a fantastic match. Kota Abushi beats Jay White in great fashion. It was a great match. It was fantastic. It was what you're accustomed to seeing. There were some, you know, really cool things. Abushi winning with that. Uh, I don't even know what he calls it. It's kind of like the golden trigger that they did, but he only does it by himself. The golden trigger he used to do with the golden lovers when he was with Omega. It's kind of like the BTE trigger, if you haven't seen it. If those of you who are listening and do not know, it basically he holds the guy's arms and then just knees him right in the face. He did two in a row. He did one in the back of the head and then he did one in the front. And that's how he gets the pin on Jay White. Now, the for me, and of course... Japanese wrestling is for me. The most interesting and quite frankly, the most entertaining thing about all of this was after the match. And if you look behind me, we're going to talk about that. First of all, I want to congratulate Kota Ibushi. Well-deserved. Not my cup of tea in terms of New Japan. He's not one of my favorites, but it's not because of his entering ability. His entering ability, he stands with pretty much anybody. So congratulations to Kota Ibushi and uh, just a little teaser right there. If there is going to be this rumored battle between New Japan and AEW, 
Kenny Omega and Ibushi would be quite, quite the matchup. And it would be interesting to see what they do with that. But let's talk about Jay White. Uh, Jay White became the de facto leader of the Bullet Club after Kenny Omega left. And Bullet Club has gone through a couple weird different changes since then. Evil looked like he was the leader of the Bullet Club for a couple months, and I don't even know what Evil's doing now. I guess he's still in the Bullet Club, but he turned on Naito and beat Naito for those two championships, which which everyone thought was weird, even if people that love New Japan. All the guys are evil there. But it was a good story between he and Naito. I just don't know if he needed to give the belt to give him the belt, though. We could have had a good match or what have you. But neither here nor there. I don't want to talk about that. Jay White has taken on that role. He has taken on the role of the top villain in the company. And he's done it very, very well. He's a former IWGP World Champion, former Intercontinental Champion, former US Champion. He's a very, very decorated guy. And if you're not super familiar with Jay White, he is a Kiwian, if that's what they call him. He's from New Zealand and not a member of the Flight of the Conference. Uh, but he's been wrestling. He's only 28 years old. He's been wrestling for eight years next week to start a training. And he already is one of the best wrestlers in the world. He doesn't do any of the high-flying stuff typically. He's more of a, a mat wrestler type of guy. 6'1", 220. I've been a big fan of Jay White for a couple of years. The reason I'm trying to explain him, because a lot of explain him to you guys, is because a lot of people don't watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. Remember the name Jay White. Because at the end of this match, and if you don't aren't familiar with New Japan, they have post-match press conferences or post-match uh, interviews, but it's in a press conference type style where a wrestler just comes out in front of cameras and just says what he's on his mind. So Jay White did that yesterday. And typically there are a couple minutes, maybe two or three minutes, sometimes four minutes. Jay White, White went on and performed an impromptu soliloquy for 10 minutes yesterday. And it was arguably the 10 most riveting minutes of his career in terms of his promos. And I'm not exaggerating. If you have not seen this guy wrestle, he headlined the Tokyo Dome. You don't headline the Tokyo Dome unless you can go. And he's headlined the Tokyo Dome twice. Or he's been part of the headline. I guess the year before he was not headliner, but he was part of the main scene that was, that was to be the headliner. You do not headline unless you can go, or unless you're a huge attraction. He's not a huge attraction as of yet in terms of, I mean, he's not Brock Lesnar is my point. So this kid can go. And he also can tell stories. And oh my gosh, he appeared after losing a 48-minute match. He appeared on the post-match press conference and there you see part of the emotion behind me, if you are watching on, on our YouTube channel. Jay White absolutely put on a soliloquy of a broken, beaten man who has nowhere to turn. And he essentially quit New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I'm not going to go into everything he said. I am not. I, I wouldn't do it justice. If you want to see how this is one of the best promos you will ever see, it is, it is nine minutes plus. But it is a soliloquy about 
possibly this guy's leaving of New Japan Pro Wrestling. A lot of people think this is a work. You know how us all as smart marks are. Oh, it's stupid. It's definitely a work. He doesn't have a contract. And he would be silly in the climate of professional wrestling right now with AEW now hiking the prices up. He would be silly not to test the waters of free agency. Especially because he's done everything he's going to do in New Japan. So for those of you who say there's no way he's leaving and he's staying in New Japan, uh, 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 I beg to differ. Now, maybe there's a loyalty to New Japan Pro Wrestling. He essentially came out and with the storyline in terms of his contract as well. He said, what am I doing this for? He basically said, I'm not going to kill myself and kill my body here in Japan anymore if I can't get it done. If I'm busting my ass and I can't win the championship, you guys are all entertained. You don't appreciate me. This is bullshit. I want to leave. And he said it in such a distraught, broken way. Mad. Almost mad. And, and you got to watch, it, like I said before. The emotion, the... You know, the dynamic of the promo, the dynamics of the emotion that Jay White puts into this promo is amazing. And it finishes with him basically saying he's leaving New Japan. He said, I'll come tomorrow night if they want me. But after that, I'm done with this place. I think it's better if I go elsewhere. Now, it was so blunt and obvious and honest. Maybe it's a work. But it's all speculation. Nobody fucking knows what Jay White's doing. So all of you smart marks out there that are sitting there saying, oh, he's definitely staying with New Japan. No, 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 no. And I will build my case thusly. First of all, the, the McMahons, particularly Vince, he, I guess he's the one that matters still. They don't really care for Japanese wrestling too much. He never watches Wrestle Kingdom. The only Wrestle Kingdom in Japanese wrestling he's he's usually interested in is matches with Jay White. So Vince McMahon has Jay White on his radar. And he wants Jay White. So there's that. That's firstly. Secondly, the next night, Jay White was right. He did finish his contractual obligation and he jobbed in a, in a, in a six-man tag match. He lost. He got pinned. He was the one who got pinned. If he was definitively staying with New Japan Pro Wrestling, he doesn't get pinned. No way. No way. In my opinion. If it was definite. I'm not saying he's not staying with New Japan, but I'm saying that the fact that everyone's saying, oh, it's definitely a work. It's definitely a work. No, it's not. And also, he's a businessman. He's got an agent. He knows what he's doing, and he knows his value. He's going to go out and see what he can get. He's wrestled in, in the United States before with Ring of Honor. So he knows the American wrestling. He knows the American television. Obviously, he, he'll need to get a little smartened up to how WWE does it. But by reports saying Sports Kita is reporting that Vince thinks Jay White checks all the boxes that WWE loves. Now, the other possibility is AEW. 
And now that, you, you know, does is there room for Jay White in AEW with, with Kenny Omega's ascension to what he's building right now? And that's the question. But AEW can find a spot for him, don't get me wrong. But uh, it just was interesting to me. Jay White kind of took over very similar. It had a lot of, uh, as the lead, leader of the Bullet Club, he had a lot of similarities to Kenny Omega in, in terms of personality. There were a lot of differences too, but the fact of this, the fact remains here, folks, that Jay White is going to test the waters of free agency. He's going to see where he can go. There are drawbacks to WWE. There's baggage with WWE. AEW, who knows? I personally would love to see AEW get him because Jay White would be able to do what he did last night for nine and a half minutes, keeping me completely entertained on the story of him leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling and being a broken man who is frustrated that the New Japan fans do not appreciate him. Just killed himself. He said he's closer. He said at one point he was closest to death than he's ever been, that he, that he ever thought he'd ever be, or he ever wants to be again. There's some truth to that. If you don't know New Japan Pro Wrestling, and if you don't watch the New there it's great matches to watch. They are fantastic. But it is brutal. They hit, they beat the shit out of each other. The bumps they take are risky. It it is ridiculous. The matches are just so hard hitting, they look like real fights. More so than any any of the of the other four federations in, in the companies. So all that being said, Jay White might say, hey, look, I'm 28. I can go for another 25 years if I take care of myself. And if you spend 50, if you, if you spend, you know, five, five or 10 years in Japan, you might have more injuries than not. So he might be thinking about that too. But I, you know, he talked about a pandemic now also jay white might retire he might might not do anything for a little while because he's we're in the middle of a pandemic but this idea that jay white's just going to re-sign with new japan in a couple weeks and call it a day and this whole thing is a work to get to keep him involved in the in the title picture i don't necessarily agree with especially with the rising of the empire and will osprey and will osprey too by the way he and okada Okada getting the victory, a must-watch. That actually was my favorite match of the weekend. Will Ospreay, first of all, Okada is just as good as everyone says he is. And secondly, Will Ospreay, and I can't explain it, it's an intangible. Shawn Michaels had it, AJ Styles has it, and he has it. Ziggler has it to a lesser extent. The way they take bumps they just look like they sustain so much fucking punishment. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Just the way they fall out of the ring, the way they, just the way that these guys do it, it just looks like it hurts a lot more. And it makes you more invested in what's happening to their bodies and what's happening in the match. Will Ospreay has it. And I like this Will Ospreay because he didn't do too much of the ricochet. Or it's the Will Ospreay. You can call it whatever you want. He still has it in him, and he still does it, but he doesn't do it as much. And I think he's saving it, and that helps this, this heel persona. And this, this Will Ospreay character could be a top heel in the New Japan Pro Wrestling. And that might be where they're going with it. 
And by the way, every time somebody leaves in New Japan, somebody steps up, whether it be Prince Devitt, Finn Balor. Well, then there's AJ Styles. AJ Styles leaves, and then there's Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega leaves, then there's Jay White. Jay White leaves, and then there's Will Ospreay. There's always going to be someone to take the reins because New Japan is a place where a lot of good people want to wrestle. So that is the case, and they have done a great job, particularly with the international stars from North America, obviously New Zealand as well, to get those guys over as major heels. So I, I, I am not certain. I am not certain for a second that Jay White stays in New Japan. If you if I had a gun to my head, I say he's on he's in the WWE Performance Center by 2022. He shouldn't be in the Performance Center, but you know what I mean. He's in WWE by 2022. Maybe, but it sounds like he he's been under a lot of pressure during the interview. I think there was some or during that promo, I think there were some reality things that in there about how he's risking his life. He's traveling through this major pandemic to to, to perform, and um, you know, at the end of the day, I think. Uh, he might want to take some time. He just put together a hell of a match headlining. I mean, there's nothing else he's going to do. He's not going to headline the, the Tokyo Dome and ever win. They always have the baby face usually go home on that show. So he's done everything he needs to do in New Japan Pro Wrestling. That, that's a big part of it. Second part of it, what is he going to do? Feud with, he's already feuded with Akata. Feuded with Tanahashi. He's now he's you know just had an issue with Ibushi. He's faced the top guys. He's been the champion. There's nothing else for him to do in New Japan. So if I am predicting it right now, he will be in WWE. I do not believe he will be in AEW. I do not know how close he is with that group of people. Um, I don't believe he is. I think that's part. I mean, a lot of times AEW. Gets a lot of people because they're all friends. I don't think he was ever that close with the Bucks or Kenny. I could be wrong, but I, I don't think their relationship is going to play into if he goes to AEW or not, is my point. But that's all I got for you today. Uh, I believe Jay White will be in WWE. I don't think it'll happen before WrestleMania. I think Jay White will take some time off. That's how I feel. But he is a top-notch guy. Keep him on your radar, WWE fans. Believe me. And check out, and you'll see, I will have a link uh, to this. If you want to reach me, follow me on Twitter, at Real Steve Valley. That's V-A-L-L-I, not E-Y, you sons of bitches. We got Real Steve Valley. Check us out on Facebook, High Spots and Cheap Pops. And check us on Spotify, baby. Everything's going good. It's 2021. We are having fun. High Spots and Cheap Pops, onward and upward. And once again, congratulations to Kota Ibushi, the new IWGP Intercontinental and World, and World Heavyweight Champion. And uh, check us out for some more bonus content. And of course, High Spots and Cheap Pops coming out and hopefully debuting every single Wednesday morning. And we will talk to you guys very, very soon. We're just getting started. Can't wait to hear more and interact more with our fans. Thank you so much, guys. This is Silicon Steve Valley for High Spots and Cheap Pops. Here and if. The lesson.